Once again, from the Story Night World Headquarters in Port Orchard, Washington, this is the Story Night Podcast. We tell stories here. My name is Stephen Gardner, and I'm the host of the podcast and Story Night Events. As I mentioned before, we are back in the garage in Port Orchard, hosting uh, or posting an intro and an outro for a podcast. As you probably are aware, because you're an avid listener of the Story Night Podcast, the last few episodes, uh, the intros and outros were posted from events that I attended, uh, specifically baseball games. Uh, it was time to come home. I had planned on actually recording three intros uh, the weekend of the Seattle Mariners Los Angeles Dodgers series that took place in Seattle. But after doing one, I thought, well, that'll be enough. That'll be, let, let's go back home for a while. And, um, you know, when I'm out and about, I'll do it again. But for now, we're back, as I said, at World Headquarters in Port Orchard. And by the way, this is episode number 90 for those of you scoring at home. Holy mother forking shirt balls. This story comes from 2015, and, and it also reminds me of a couple of stories that I'm going to share afterwards. The story itself is short, and it was told by, uh, by one Mr. Andrew Binion. You might know him for other reasons here in Kitsap County. He is a writer. He's uh, been on stage a couple of times at Story Night. Once telling this story and once I had him read a story that we had as a podcast episode. It was a story that he had written for the Kitsap Sun. But this story was all about the reward at the end of a long, long bicycle ride. So for the second week in a row, we're going with stories that revolve around bike rides. He told the story in November 2015 when the theme was Breaking Bread. Here is Mr. Banyan. So, in August, um, I rode my bicycle with a friend from Portland to San Francisco, and it took about two weeks, um, and along the way, I don't know if you've engaged in that kind of physical exertion every day, but you work up an appetite, and as we would go along the road, we'd meet other cyclists, and we, the first thing that anyone would talk about was food. Uh, it was just the first thing on everyone's mind was food, food, food. So when I made it to San Francisco, I was staying with a friend's house in Richmond, and I had uh, time on my hands, and I was still thinking food, food, food. And when you're on the road, you don't get to always pick and choose exactly what you want. Sometimes you have to make do, you know, top ramen, um, some rice. And so I was in the Bay Area. I was in East Bay. I could have whatever I wanted. And so uh, I rode the bar into Berkeley, and I walked around, and I looked at all the places, and I'm from South Seattle, and Chinese food's a real big deal in South Seattle, and I wanted, like, old-school Chinese food. I wanted almond fried chicken, fried rice. I wanted the, the whole deal. And I'm in Berkeley, so, you know, I'm walking around, and I'm looking for the, the right spot. And I find this restaurant, and it's got, you know, it's sufficiently cheesy. It looks like it maybe was designed in the 60s. It's like, this is the space. And just to warn everybody, there's trigger warnings in this story. Um, it's a little gross, so I just want to warn you. <laughs> and so uh, I walk in, and it's totally cheesy. There's a little fountain that's not working anymore, and, you know, wait staff doesn't care. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I want. <laughs> and I get seated at a table, and across at the table across from me is this woman. She's rather heavy. She's in a scooter. She's sitting. We're facing each other. And I say hi to her. She seems really nice. And I'm reading something. 
I'm reading the menu, and I uh, almond fried chicken. I want almond fried chicken. So I order, I order that, and I'm just so excited to get almond fried chicken. And I'm sitting there, and I'm reading something, and I start to hear vomiting. Um, you know, and I, I don't look up right away. I'm like, that's vomiting. I know what vomiting sounds like. Someone's vomiting. <laughs> and I, I kind of peek over my glasses, and it's the woman. She's about six feet in front of me, and she's vomiting down herself. And I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, do I see if she needs help? That's my first thought. And then my second thought is, no, I don't want to embarrass her. I don't want to draw attention to her. I don't want her to even know that I know. So I keep it a secret. And I know my, my food's on the way. There's like a countdown, right? It's my food getting in front of me. She's vomiting some more. And uh, like, what do I do? I don't want to humiliate her. She's got an issue, obviously. And so my food comes. And it's awful. It's so bad. And I shovel it down. I'm like, get through this. You can do this, Ben, and you can do this. And uh, she continues to be sick. And, uh, and I think I looked up once, because that was all I could really deal with. But I, I kept hearing her the whole time. And uh, I, get, I get to the end, and I'm like, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do this. And I finish it. And at this point, I'm pretty upset because of everything that's going on. Uh, and I get up. And I walk by her, and I kind of catch her eye, and she looks at me, and I say hi, and she says hi. And then I walk a few more steps, and a waitress comes around, and I hear over here say, um, pardon me, dear, can I have a few extra napkins? And that was it. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew Binion, for sharing your story. I guess uh, you're right. It was kind of gross. And um, it, it kind of shows um, I mean, the, the, my favorite part of it. And, and, you know, maybe I don't know if you go back and listen to it again. I love how the woman in this story is basically acting like nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Um, she just needs a little help cleaning up there. Um, that's just that's just awful. Um, and it's bad enough about the bad food. Speaking of food. I wanted to share a story. Uh, one story was that uh, when, when, growing up, my family, my grandmother especially, she was uh, an amazing cook generally, but her sister had married into an Italian family. Uh, her name was Reen Lasasso, and uh, there was also some Longinatis. This was in Denver, and in this neighborhood in Denver that they lived in, there was an alley between houses, and they, I don't know, they might have had phones, but they didn't use them because they'd just go out on the back porch and yell, Reen, or whoever else is named. I bet there was a Tony in there. That that might be uh, a poor cultural assumption on my part, and if so, I, I, I apologize. At any rate, uh, my grandmother, through Reen, learned to cook Italian food very well. I remember specifically the raviolis she would make. They were tremendous, and my dad had learned to cook spaghetti in this amazing way. And, and um, so, uh, you know, when I could, I would ask him to, to make it. And I think the last time was before our oldest was born. The, um, uh, but we were, we were Italian food lovers. And in uh, Southern California, we grew up in, I grew up in West Covina, California, not too far away. In a town called Pomona was this restaurant called Vince's, Vince's Spaghetti. That was the name of it. And it was a very, very popular place in Los Angeles. And uh, we kind of glommed onto it, when, or we kind of got wind of it when I was in high school. And it became a regular place for us. And I remember 
Uh, in fact, I remember being there, and um, this is a sports memory, but in 1983 when North Carolina State won the national championship on this last shot, I think I was there waiting to be seated at Vince's when that actual uh, event happened. Um, I don't need to explain the basketball event, but it was kind of a big deal, and it's one that's shown uh, on sports stations repeat on, on repeat. Uh, not the game itself, but that final shot. And it is, as I said, it was a favorite of mine. And, and as when I moved away from Utah, it was one of the places I, or when I moved away from California, it was one of the places I missed. I moved to Utah and I moved to Oregon and then back to Utah and then eventually up here in Washington. And in 2006 on Labor Day weekend, uh, I got to go back to California to cover a, a NASCAR race. So, um, so coincidentally, that was what, uh, 12 years ago this weekend. I was covering a NASCAR race for the Kitsap Sun newspaper, and we were do, we were covering it because uh, there was a potential of having a NASCAR race here in, in uh, Washington. And in addition to going to In-N-Out, which uh, my my uh, uh, co-traveler Larry Stegel uh, was keen on going to, um, I wanted to, uh, to try this place called Vince's. I wanted to go back there because it had been oh uh, twenty some twenty three years since I had been there, and, and my memories were so fond. And we went to uh, we went to Vince's uh, this time not in Pomona but it was in um, Rancho Cucamonga I think or Upland or someplace like that, and uh, it wasn't that great. Uh, I I don't know what had happened in twenty three years. I don't I don't think it was the result of not being at the one in Pomona. I just think it it to me it wasn't that good. And my apologies to people who love Vince's and my apologies to Vince's, but um, my experience that night just wasn't great. And so here we are at the end of a long trip. And uh, it, that was a really long road trip. And uh, after 23 years of waiting to have Vince's spaghetti again, and I, and I can't say it was something that I thought about a lot over those 23 years, but I, I would think about it from time to time and just remember how much I enjoyed it, how much I loved it. And I thought the spaghetti must be awesome. And, and to go and to taste it and, and to realize uh, this isn't what I remember. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it like I did 23 years ago. The second story I, I want to talk about is, um, uh, in, and the reason I told that earlier, that story is because of the long wait I had in between times having that food. But also, that was at the end of a long drive. We drove from Bremerton to um, uh, Bend, Oregon, by way of Boardman, Oregon, which basically means you go through the Tri-Cities in Washington and down into Boardman and then to Bend and down through uh, Southern Oregon and into uh, Northern California and down into Southern California. This this next story, um, when I oh, it's same, the same thing, 1983. In fact, that night in 1983, when I went to the restaurant in uh, Pomona uh, at Vince's, uh, I might have been with my girlfriend at the time, and my and this girlfriend of mine uh, that I just adored, and thought I was really going to marry, and we had this. Uh, we had this relationship that for me was really emotionally fraught and really I just was I was buying in all the way and I went away to school I went away to school earlier than she was she was going to come to the same college I was at and um, uh, while we were away we had while I was away we had managed to stay together and and, and hadn't been you know um, it, it wasn't without challenges in that but really I really thought that uh, when I got back I would um, you know that when we would have time together we would have time to uh, consider you know what our future was and what our long-term future was and and that would include being married to each other and it um 
it, it seemed to me that this was a foregone conclusion. And so my parents came up. I, I was going to school at BYU in Provo, Utah, and, I, and my parents still lived in Southern California at the time. And, and they came up, they drove up to uh, Utah to come get me, and we had a couple of days together. And then we drove all the way home. And all the way home, I'm thinking about what this, you know, this is going to be great. Now we're going to have all this time together. And um, after this, uh, it was about a 660-mile drive, a 660-mile drive, had a couple of weekend days with Beth. And then um, on, uh, on Sunday, we broke up. So uh, that was a, kind of an anticlimax to to the uh, to the big dream I had, and, and much like Andy's story, you, you just dream of this outcome at the end, and then it just turns out awful. Um, uh, all things considered, uh, I'm glad I had my experience and not the one a Andrew Binion had. Story Night events are a partnership between Story Night and the Kitsap Regional Library. We have our events the first Thursday of every month at the Cloverleaf Sports Bar and Grill in Bremerton, Washington. The next Story Night is Thursday, September 6th, and the theme that night will be sport. Come to StoryNight.org to find the other podcast episodes and about our events. And on Facebook, search for the Story Night page for the same updates. And on Twitter, we're at Story Night Wah. Our exit song this time is Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Thank you all for listening. We do look forward to hearing your story. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed my yard. Have a good day. Bye now.